This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Weekend Podcast. This is where we uh, cover the weekend's action, which is the Dublin Racing Festival in Ireland. We've got Sandown. Uh, Weatherbay, Musselburgh for their Scottish Champions meeting ho, 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 uh, uh, throughout throughout the weekend. And uh, we'll be taking a, a good delve through those races. And as always, um, we'll be giving our, our best bets uh, first of all. And joining me this evening is a very, very strong panel. Very strong and strong-willed panel tonight. John Lang of John Joe's blog, Blogspot. Andy Richmond joins us uh, tonight. Welcome, Andy. Welcome, John. And welcome, Adam Norman. Uh, uh, former Sky Sports pundit, etc., etc. We've got a strong team tonight. Good evening, guys. Has as your week been kind? Uh, it's been all right, actually. Yeah, not many, not many runners, but what there has been has been okay. Um, yeah, I think trying to keep calm over Boris and various other, various other things. I've become well, an angry man shouting at the telly, <laughs> and that certainly, certainly brings me on to it. No, to Sunday sermon. This is this is this is going to be a, an absolutely action-packed Sunday sermon. Um, John is absolutely frothing uh, for this one, um, an, an avalanche of, of, of bad news for racing this week, uh, as always, as is as is the usual fare. And John will certainly be um, uh, uh, carving a few up uh, during uh, Sunday roast time. Anyway, <laughs> chaps. We shall uh, we shall we shall we shall get on with the, the the action and our three best bets as always and um, I'm going to come to you Adam Norman first of all to fire us away for some weekend winners. What is your third best bet, please, of the weekend? Right, let's start with um, Sandown and the 115. I'm going to go with Dolos. Um, he, I don't think he'll be missed. Um, He's won this race uh, before and finished second twice. Um, uh, he's basically a course specialist these days. Um, his form is, hasn't been great uh, outside of Sandown. Um, but I thought that there weren't too many I liked in there. Um, we'll, I will obviously talk about Sandown a lot this this evening. But um, the ground is obviously the, the key that we're sort of guessing, guessing on. Aren't we? It's going to be a bit sort of tacky and dead probably. Um, but um, Dolos down to a mark of 143 is a one-point win. One-point win, 13-2 to two available with Coral at the time of recording. Um, Brian Frost has been uh, in the saddle for the last three, and uh, Harry Cobden takes over uh, for Adam's selection in the um, uh, the 115 at Sandown, the opener for ITV Fair. Thank you, Adam, for that. Come to you, Andy, please, for your uh, third best bet. Right, I'm going for a bit of uh, Edna, a bit of Edna Bolger over in Ireland on Sunday. Good old 225 at Leopardstown. Uh, this could be a real carve up of a race. Um, they could, <laughs> there could be a few in here having a quiet one, but I get the feeling that Birchdale may not be. Um, you need to be Stevie Wonder to have missed his sixth of 28 on the 27th of December when he was back in handicap company with the first time cheekies on. He'd had nine weeks off. Um, I think it was probably just a little bit too far for him. It was three miles. Um, he's back to slightly shorter on Sunday. And I don't think he really saw that out, but he came there like the wrath of God with 33 to one, traded as low as four. And they've got him in right off the bottom weight here. Um, I think there are a few dangers like Black Bow and probably Max Flamingo, but we'll have a point on Edna's one with the uh, seven-pound claimer, Mr. McDonough, on of bottom weight, uh, and that the handbrake may be released this time for the green and gold in a race where they have plenty of green and gold to make sure you get the right cap colour. But uh, we'll go a point on Birchdale. I think you can get, I think you can get a six-to-one mania. There might be a bit of thirteen-to-two with the magic sign. 13 to 2 with Labrooks indeed, Andy, for your selection. So that's a, a point on Birchdale there in the uh, 225 at Leopardstown on Sunday. That's Andy's third best. John Joe, coming to you. Evening. 
Good evening, sir. It's going to be depressing for people having to wait till they <laughs> pick up at Jel uh, Kempton for this. Thing. <laughs> um, I've, I've been waiting about 18 months on this, to be honest, and I think things are finally just about right for the horse. It's what's up with me in the 8 o'clock at Kempton. Um, it, it's a little bit keen going, this. But I, I do tend to think it's got a handicap in it off this mark. Um, especially at the top end of the handicap, giving way to absolute geese like it does here. I think there's enough pace on here to get it to drop it. It didn't really drop, drop it okay last time, which I think is a stiffer mile and a bit at Wolves anyway. So I, th I think the slightly sharper course and trip at Kempton will suit as well. Um, I mean, I have to put this up as a one-point win bet pre-race. What I'm going to do, I'm going to see if it jumps. If it drops the snap, I'm going to thump it. I'll be happy to take it <laughs> as, as long as it drops the snap, because I think you'll like these bastards if it does. Um, <laughs> so that's me bet. One-point win, what's up with me? But I would urge everybody to just wait a bit and take five to two after I've got me threes filled up. <laughs> so, so, so that's John Joe with his third best bet. What's up with me? Eight o'clock Kempton, four to one available. Bet 365 William Hill at the time of recording. So thank you, John, for that. Um, he says that'll be a class act uh, in that sort of grade. Um, myself, uh, I'm going for the 220 at Sandown. And I am very keen on the Paul Nichols trained uh, Peak Dohey um, to beat the Venetia Williams trained Lom Press. Uh, I've, if, if you're a regular listener to the show, which counts about four of you, um, you'll know that I, I'm, I'm pretty much against. It's just three, yeah. Um, but he, he, I'm pretty much against this horse going right handed. Um, bearing in mind that when he won right handed, he beat Legends Ride, a mare. Um, that basically that didn't jump in that race. It's nothing for him. Um, this horse needs to go left-handed. The bet was last time when he went left-handed. I'm, I'm amazed they're sending him back right-handed, but I do understand because of the probably the weak nature of the, of the contest. They probably looked at it and thought, well, we'll be favourite for this, which I get the logic of why they're running, but it wants to go left-handed. It's no good. And I, I, at the odds, I cannot have that as favourite over Pete Dohe. Uh, I think... Pete Dohey will jump night, jump this course lovely, and I think Pete Dohey will beat it. Because if the jumping goes wrong down the railway fences for Long Press, there's no way back. And um, so I'm, I'm I'm quite confident. So a one-point win selection for me, uh, a two-to-one generally available on Pete Dohey. Uh, John, I'll come to you then first for your second best bet, please. Horrendous. I've hardly got all the dishing out this first one. Um, <laughs> this, this, is, this is one... That, I was with last time and it ran an absolutely appalling race. Um, Ask Dylan in the 255 at Sandown, where I think a lot of these will be having coral cup siders. Um, Ask Dylan can't be saved for anything. He had his balls out already this season, trying for his life. Um, the blinkers are going on here, which I think will probably be the time to catch him especially on what will be better ground than he raced on last time, which I thought really arsehole him, to be honest. He's nicely handicapped here with this kid taking seven off, and I think he's a bit of value against what could be a lot of non-trayers. Um, one point each way, ask Dylan. So one point each way, ask Dylan for John. Um, John, have you seen any prices yourself uh, on this? 20, I, I did say 25, so I thought that was more than adequate. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you 33s. And you get, if you're going each way, it's six places, Paddy Power Betfair, uh, both of them 33 to one at the time of recording. That's John's uh, second bet. Let me trousers thing. around my ankles already. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, get the pate out and let the dog in here, John. Um <laughs> Uh, Adam Norman, I'm coming to you for your number two, please. Right then, um, staying at Sandown, uh, it's a non-TV race, uh, the last race on the card, 4.05. I'm going to go with um, Wadia Galley or Widder Galley. Sounds a bit yep. Welsh to me, but there you go. Um, 
I was quite taken by the way he um, finished off the race at Wincanton last time to win for the first time. Um, he's up eight, which is uh, which is enough. But I, I just think at this time of year, they can, uh, these improving young horses can can stomach rises like that. He's been very consistent throughout his career uh, in um, seven starts, not done a great deal wrong. Um, and I didn't think it was a race that uh, looked that competitive, to be honest. PJB was the um, shared sort of um, market leadership with him. And um, I was a bit uh, disappointed, as many would be, with his finishing effort at Doncaster last time when he when he was heavily backed, cruised up and didn't really find as much as expected. I'm not entirely sure he's that strong at the trip, two and a half miles. So I'm going to stick with Whittier Galley under similar conditions to way one under uh, last time at Wincanton, so um, that's the bet. Two points on the nose then for Adam Widar Galley in the four or five sign out three to one generally available. That's Adam's second best bet. Thank you, PJB Adam. Yes, uh, I, I sort of con- concur with you on that. In that um, he was weak at the finish over the extended two miles three furlongs there at Doncaster. Sir, I was quite surprised to see that ended up over two miles four the way it did. Did travel mm. in the race. Um, thought they might just go back to two with that, but mm. nevertheless, they, they must feel different to what we do. Um, I'm going to come to Andy last this round, so mm. I'll mention my second best bet, which is in the 2.30 at Weatherby. Um, we, it's the uh, Turton Novices Chase uh, on ITV4, and I'm very, very keen to take on the uh, favourite in the race, Ahoy Senor with uh, Sam Palais. The prices, unfortunately, are starting to to be under pressure for Sam Palais. The prices are completely wrong in the first place. Um, Sam Palais, currently 11-4 to at the time recording, 8-13 to Ahoy Senor. Um, Obviously, Ahoy Senor has established himself as as one of the leading novices um, this year uh, with with a a sparkling performance at Newbury, even though nothing run, run run its race in that. And then backed it up with a with a, a non-jumping performance, really, at Kempton behind Brave Man's Game. So you know there's more in the tank. However, at the weights, and I think that's crucial here, Saint Palais is getting an awful lot of weight from Hoy Senor. Is a genuine is genuinely proven that he's he's, he's 145. I'm convinced with that. Um, and I think this is a a, a vastly improving animal, is Saint Palais. And I think getting the weight. Um, and you know, and, and the allowances, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I think Saint Palais can beat a Hoy Senor, especially as long as Ashtown Lad pressures a Hoy Senor early and doesn't let a Hoy Senor do, have his own way totally. And and trainers are creatures of habit. Ashtown Lad, I think, will go forward because he kind of nearly worked at Haydock last time. So I don't, I don't see them taking a pull on Ashtown Lad, which, and I think Saint Palais can pick up the pieces late. So that's my two-point win bet. And I, I'm going to claim 11 to 4 with Bet Victor Koff and uh, Labrooks. The magic sign is 11 to 4 uh, to save the day for me. So that's my second best. Andy Richmond, last but certainly not least, what's your second best? We're going back to Leopardstown for an almost impossible handicap hurdle. But I spotted this one last time out in a Potemps qualifier uh, for the old BFG. So uh, there's two trips to Ireland. So I'm playing the Catherine Fry role this evening. Um, so Dunboyne is the name of the horse. Fifth to Panda Boy last time out, but got a horrendous run through, uh, whether by uh, accident or design, who knows, uh, allegedly. Um, but um, he was, I, I think he's got, this horse has only got a few miles on the clock. He was quite impressive when he won a, he won at Thurvis um, at the start of last year, about this time last year, in fact, uh, 15th of February. Uh, a two uh, two mile seven on the heavy, um, and I've sort of kept an eye out for the horse in handicaps ever since then. Uh, and the fifth last time out was pretty decent actually. Uh, again, you needed to be a you know Stevie Wonder disciple not to have spotted it. Uh, very much hands and heels ride uh, nearest at the finish. I did toss up in the race, and for the record, I will be back in another one in the race. Uh, which is another green and gold one. Priory Park, who's won his last two, but he's had a ten-pound hike in the weights, and I think Dunboyne, who was uh, who's fifth last time out, is um, pretty much uh, one that I want to be with here. He needs, he probably needs to go close here or get a little bit of rise in the handicap to actually get in the attempts. 
but I get the feeling there's a plan for this one and this might well be it. So done boing for me. Um, I think you can get, I'm going to bottle out on this one, but I think you can get seven places in a couple of places and you can certainly get six places at around six to one. And I'll be amazed if it isn't in the first six. Yep, no, it's there, six to one, seven places, 150-odd Skybet and Paddy Power, uh, giving that for Dunboyne. And an interesting selection there, Andy, because, yeah, it, it's, it was quite eye-catching last time and, mm. and, a, and, a, and a good spot. So hopefully that does the business for you um, with your second best bet. Adam Norman, I'm coming to you for your max. All right. Right, 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 right. This wasn't easy, actually. I, there, there weren't too many standouts, I didn't think, for um, for Saturday's racing. But I'm going to I'm going to wuss out a bit and look look at the forerunner 122 at Weatherby. Um, Lovely. It, it looks it looks a match to me. No getaway in Barton Knoll. I don't fancy her coming off breaks. Um, Shehalian Munro and Paint the Dream are the two that, uh, that, that I think it's between. I'm going to go with the bigger priced horse in Paint the Dream. Um, uh, Fergal O'Brien's horse. He's uh, pretty consistent. I, 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 although he hasn't won um, huge amounts of races, he's just. I, I just love his way of going. Very enthusiastic and, and sound jumping. Uh, tends to uh, go on any ground. Um, he checked out quite badly in the. I think it was a Paddy Power behind the um, much missed um, Midnight Shadow, um, but. Uh, did his thing until two out and then cut out pretty quickly. Has had a wind surgery, then came back and had an okay run at Chepstow over Christmas. I think he was, I think he's a bit high in the weights to be honest because he always runs his race. Um, but the handicap has given him a bit of slack, um, dropping him two pounds. He's only a couple of pounds higher than when he won at Chepstow first time out this season. So, um, I, I hope he'll just go and do his thing and, and fend off Shehalian Monroe in the straight and, um, I thought at five to two, um, I, I thought he was he was the bet there with with Mickey Hammond's horse making the market. So, yeah, that's yeah, it for me. Good stuff. Five to two, and Adam's angle there is clearly that obviously paint the dream. Bit of bit, been a bit of a class actor over his time. That's why he's shouldering plenty of weight. But obviously, you've only got you've got to beat what's in front of you, and it's probably not the greatest of races. So well, Adam yeah. likes. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to add that Shishalin Munro has, has has struggled on off marks. Um, higher than 140 in the past. All his winnings been yeah. off a bit lower. So four pound higher than his his last win. Um, he, he's got a little bit to prove off this mark. As you say, there's a bit of a class um, uh, angle there as well. So yeah. Okay, okay. So so that's three for for Adam on Paint the Dream. Five to two available pretty much generally. That price a little bit under pressure as Adam starts clicking. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, wait, that's wait. what you got to deal with on our show. We don't mess about. Um, right. <laughs> so thank you, Adam, for that. Um, Andy, I'm coming to your uh, max, please. Right. Well, I, as I, I've gone in, I've gone so far for two very difficult handicaps. So I'm going to keep it up and go for a third difficult handicap uh, and try and smash it. Out. Well, not quite smash it out of the park because it's not that it's not that big a price. But um, She's certainly doing a doing an each way treble on the three that I've put up, um, and if they all win, it would be a few quid in the pot. So we're going to the um, the Grade Three handicap hurdle at Sandown, uh, the Heroes handicap hurdle, uh, which has actually been a pretty decent Cheltenham guide. That's finished, it's featured winners of all types of races at the festival back in the early 90s. I remember. There's a few interesting horses in this, uh, namely Rioja. Um, and call me Lord as well, who's got a really cracking record around Sandown, and he, the handicap has given him a right old chance. But I thought that Beauport uh, for the uh, the Duffel Coat, Nigel Twiston Davis, um, won a decent pot at Cheltenham last Saturday, and he's Beauport, who won the EBF final at the track last March. Um, he's only found one too good in a couple of outings this year, came from an absolute mile back. Uh, to be uh, to be second to the well handicapped over hurdles Dashel Drasher uh, last time out who was about ten pound lower over timber and absolutely thrown in. Um, I, I'm hoping that there'd be a little bit more. I was hoping there'd be a little bit more rain than there has, but um, this sort of trip should suit him. And I still think he's one of the horses on the up in this. So Beauport uh, for me in that 255. I think there was some 13 to two around six places. I'd have a point and a half each way. 
Yep. Yeah. yeah, I can I can give you that. Um, Thirteen or two, um, six places uh, for Andy each way a pleasure. Like a good case, really. It's a great race, Andy. That it we'll is. come on to that later in the show because I, I, there's some real, real, real well handicapped horses in that that, that sort of take my eye a little bit. But yeah, it's, uh, Burport's one of them, certainly capable um, from that mark on, on his sundown record. So thank like you. Adam this weekend. There's a load of racing, but there's not an awful lot I want to have a go at. Yeah, yeah, can't, yeah, kind of, kind of agree. Um, so thank you, Andy. So that's one and a half points each way, Burport. For Andy in the two fifty five Sandown, John Ling. I, I think right. I, I, we don't know this off air, but I think I know your nap this week, this weekend. And if it isn't, I'm going to be shocked. I'm not, no, well, you're going to be shocked then. Oh dear. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be going toe to toe with Stephen R. Power in the battle to get our hands on the generally available thirteen to eight about Neff Road. In the 6.30 at Kempton. Interesting. Um, and you can help me out with this a bit, Lee, actually, because we have a theory, well, I have a theory, and you agreed with me ages ago, that Roberto yeah. Escobar despises going right-handed. He does. Yes. Two runs right-handed, has run like squirrel shit both times. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah. This has to be a forty-five poke. It's thirteen to eight. Despite ninety-six-year-old Joe Fanning taking the ride for the kilt and the sporran. Um Nerf Road has won twice off extended breaks, goes well fresh before the kilt's killer regime bottoms him. And I just cannot say why this is odds against. I've had to go three points win. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a great case. I mean, Rainbow Dreamer from the Alan King yard. Alan Kings are just running slightly dead at the moment uh, as well, just to boost your... Uh, I know Rainbow Dreamer won last time, but it was only from the, the four-mile chase Earl of the Cotswolds that's uh, re- re- reopposing. Rainbow Dreamer. Yeah. Uh, you think of the years that Nairf Road's been taking on Stradivarius. <laughs> John needs a back spasm for this to get paid. <laughs> Every chance. Well, um, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> there is that's not a big price. So yeah, so, so he did win it. To be fair to Joe, he managed to get no flies on me home today at Lingfield, uh, and uh, she she's uh, she's a very very tricky lady. To, It'd to, be very to, very to, tired then. I hope he's in yes. bed now. <laughs> <laughs> so Nairfrod tomorrow for John at Kempton. He's, he's at the sandpit for for his main bet. <laughs> six th- six thirty thirteen away three points. Nut down says John. Can't really argue with him on that. No, I'm surprised though because this is my. You probably duped me into my best bet now because I wanted a I wanted a bar steward special um, <laughs> where we where we go to Sunday, and my my nap is three stripe life. Okay. Um, and I, and the reason I wanted John to get in first with this was because I know John, John sort of took this horse to his heart. And 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 last time, it, I thought it was desperate. It was given an absolutely shocking ride from Davy Russell. He got it really in crowded places where you don't want to be. It missed the second last out something chronic. He's then strapped for room sort of coming to the last. Then he pulls it out. To challenge and and that's it. The one in front's gone and and he and he couldn't peg it back. It was definitely the best horse in the race. I'm I'm not that taken with Sir Gerhard, if I'm honest. Um, huh? I, I I'm not. I I, I don't I, at the prices. I just think it's all wrong to be five to four favourite. And three stripe life at five to one with bet three six five is simply ginormous because I mean. If you just, I mean, well, I know this is simp- a simple way of looking at things, but three stripe life is 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 top on time form, for example, just as an example. So on what they've achieved, three three stripe life, and yet there's we know there's more to come. We know that that's not the best of three three stripe life can offer. Last time out, that he's left so much on the track, it's unbelievable. So just just from a simple angle, sometimes you know we do this. We look at different angles, and you think, well, he's just looking at time form ratings. I mean, I don't every race. It's just the fact that it, the time form rating the best horse in the race as it stands, and yet the, we know there's probably another. Would you say John seven pound to come? Oh, three stripe so. I, I would say so. Yeah. 
you know, so I mean, five to one against a, a five to four jolly, I think is 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 very very playable. And I wouldn't put you off if you want to go each way and be safety. Charlatans do it, but it's three points on the nose for me at five to one with bet three six five. Sir, we're all done on our big bet selections, and now you'll all be uh, switching off um, as we'll now. <laughs> Press the big button. Yeah, as, uh, yeah, and, and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's quite. I, I blame. Do you know? I blame Quentin Franks. Quentin Franks has been an absolute menace for the yeah. bastards. He, he, you know, like, do you know, like, when sometimes something bombs off at Chepster and it goes twenty clear, and you sat, you sat on the six to four jolly, and you're thinking, do I chase this or not? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind. It's kind of like that in the naps table. So yeah, he's he's absolutely he's he's blitzed blitzed the field. Um. So there we go. Quite absolute Quentin. Anyway, on to tomorrow. We've got some tremendous action to go through and no time to waste. So we shall start at the first television race at Sandown tomorrow, which is the one fifteen race, where kindly uh, Adam Norman has tipped uh, Dolos in the race. So. We will we will put Adam Norman under the uh, the cloud and us three. Have we any thoughts on this, Andy? John, any thoughts on this TV race? Uh, I thought yeah. it was possibly a, a bet. I mean, it was a worry he jumped left-handed last time, mm. um, but I don't I don't think it's a particularly competitive race. I would re- respect Dallas's chance very much, um, but I think there's plenty in here with an attitude questions. So I, I'll. I think at a push, I can play a Ricker by each way at sixes. I think it's a shit house, John. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's a shit house. Uh, the, the, the only thing I, I, I would, I mean, Tamarock, Damathan, look, 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 look uh, everyone would be pummeling this um, on last season's form, but, but but then you've seen the efforts in graded chases this year. Mm-hmm. You know, can Tamarock come back to its best or, or, or does he look finished, chaps? What do we think? Mm. Are you not worried about Nichols's form at the moment? He's been batting well, well under, under par. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's the old sort of January February Nichols thing where where he goes a bit quiet or can go a bit quiet. I mean, obviously yeah. my third best. Was, was, <laughs> there's only two ways about it. He's about um, to put some stats in in proper context rather than people quoting strike rates, which drives me absolutely bloody mad. Um, on TV, if I see one more analyst quoting strike rates and not putting them in context, the telly's going in because you've, you've surely got to look at the percentage runners beaten and you've obviously got to look at the average over expected and the winners above yeah. expected. They, they're not, yeah. they never put them in context. Sky Sports Racing, especially, they put them up there and they put a 20% strike rate. Absolute bullshit. It, it really drives me absolutely mad because it means nothing. Absolutely nothing. So if you look at if you look at Nichols's figures before today for this year, um, I think he's about he's had about six winners. He's he's about seven winners below where the market thinks he should be. Whether you think yeah. that's right or not is another matter. It puts a, it puts a little doubt in my mind always with these horses. Only the only thing I'd say about that though, if anyone's a Nichols fan tomorrow, obviously me, me with Pete Dorhey and Adam with Dolos, yeah. is that. He has run a lot of scrap. I mean, I mean, that's why, Lee, I'm putting the figures in in context that, you know, if, if you look at them, it's not a pure yeah. strike rate thing. Right. It, is, it is on, you know, on the prices they've gone up in the market. Now, you can argue until you're blue in the face about what prices they should be in the market. But that's what the market's telling you. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's like, like Wincanty, he brought out Echo. And 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 and, and, and Eritage and and scrap like that, absolute scrap that that you wouldn't back. You know, you're always looking to beat them, and and I just always think sometimes, you know, punters and every. I know what you're saying. Market will say they've got a better chance than what they have because it's Paul Nichols, same in Ireland. Gordon Elliott, Willie Mullins, every, everything they have is well bet because because it's Gordon Elliott and Willie Mullins. I think Mullins. what I'm arguing there is, is 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 when when figures are not put in context. And, and you know, yeah, you yes. can have a yes. you, know, you can have someone with a twenty percent strike rate and still lose money on it. There was one the other day they stuck up twenty percent strike rate for a trainer at a track. And in fact, if you'd have backed them all, you'd have lost money. Yeah, it's, no, no, it's no. misleading people. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I concur. But as a, to me, uh, it, it, look, analyzing this race, I wouldn't look at this race and think, oh, Nick, Nichols, it's a total worry for me. I, I, I think, I think there's certain horses. Like, I mean, I mean, no, for example, Grientine and Frodon Green. tomorrow in Ireland. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about stable form. I, I just, I just genuinely think that he's running a lot of his, you know. Uh, absolute scrap, scrap. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah and and so yeah it, to be fair you, you might i mean if tomorrow's disappointing like if dolos doesn't run its race and peak door he doesn't run its race at sandown tomorrow then probably yes but yeah i mean you, you look at this race and think blimey haven't all these run against each other before somewhere and i'm pretty sure they i'm pretty sure they have run multiple times against each other i'm sure dolos and moonlighter and bundoran have clashed before fair yeah. Probably seemed to be suited by being held up last time out when he won at Lingfield. Um, I mean, Gunsight Ridge, is he going to get home? I mean, he, he finished the race off a lot better last time out at Sandown, but that's one race and he's, you know, he's got previous. Yeah, uh, I want to trust him at threes again, but it's not a race yeah. I really wanted to get involved with. No, I'll I, I probably side, side with that. If he, if he got really soft there, uh, but I, I don't. They've had some rain, but I don't. Obviously, I don't think enough. Uh, but if he got really soft, I'd be probably with Venetia's again. I thought that was impressive in catching Eclair Danae. Mm. Um, no, like Simon Lingfield. Yeah, I agree. I, I've not quite got that horse right. I had it down as what there's crying out for further, um, and they, they're sticking it at two miles. So I've, I've completely misread it. I, it may need um, a strong, a stronger run race at the trip, or or very soft ground at the trip these days. I don't know. I, I was worried about that on the ground, or uh, off this weight. You know, it did win um, uh, here over two miles on, on decent ground in March, but that was a 124 in a pretty pathetic race. He's 20 pounds higher now, so uh, well, 16 pounds higher. So I think he's got a. Uh, he could, you know, he could, he could win again. Yeah, you're right. But I, I just thought, you know, Dolos used to be a, a fringe or grade two type, didn't it? Um, um, and if. If Nichols is uh, haven't got the lurgy as Andy suggests, then, uh, then uh, he yeah. might he might just fall in. But uh, it was a bit it's a bit like that race that Gunsight Ridge won a, a few weeks yeah. ago when we all panned it. Yeah, um, you know it's almost like a last horse standing. You know who's going to travel the furthest into the race? Probably Gunsight Ridge again, to be honest. Um, yeah, no, he's got the ability. <laughs> if, he, if he does it again, yeah. then fair fair enough. Yeah. You know yeah. he's done it twice. Brilliant. You know, do you think? Well, maybe I've crabbed him a little bit unfairly. Well, but again, there's, there's but literally every horse in this race you probably don't want to be on going to the last. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Literally, all yeah. of them. I don't. I just don't know what's going to come up the hill. Probably Ferrero Bamboo is the only one that's going to be. You know, he could pass five horses on the running and win. You know. Yeah, if um, Ferrero bamboos up their asses sort of coming to the last, then, then yeah. that's, that's the yeah. one for him. Well, it'd be it? hilarious if Gunsight Ridge is up, is up there, Rico Boy's up there, Hatch is up there. I mean, Moonlight is a bit of a... Uh, <laughs> a, a, it's just a I saw it at Donny last week. It's just a nutter. I'm ne- <laughs> never back that horse again after seeing that. Um, so, yeah, yeah you, could see, you could see something passing four on the run in a, in a classic Sandown thriller. Mm. <laughs> right, <laughs> we move on. 150. The Virgin Bet Contenders Hurdle. Uh, song for someone uh, favourite around 2-1, to one, Mark Gersh and 3-1. to one. No one's tipped in this race. Um, John Ling famously describes Gershon. If there was a, a horse that could be a wanker, Gershon would be it, John. Gershon is an absolute wanker. There's no getting away from it, really. I mean, if anything, I'd have you reaching for the next quick rather than watching a race. It's that fucker, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a piss taker, isn't it? Oh, completely. I mean, you—you'd you, have to be in dire straits for paying your gas and electricity bill to be even contemplating having a shilling on it, wouldn't you? Yeah, I can't say oh. I've ever backed it. To be honest. No, uh, I mean, I, I mean, would I, Andy, you—you you like your running angles? Would we, would would the best bet here possibly be a song for someone when he comes off it? Possibly, possibly, is it? possibly, but it, it looked to right. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, if this is, you know, this tells you something about the state of British two mile earthing, doesn't it? This race, yeah. I mean, you know, you know uh, the only the only saving grace for Goshen, at least he's going the right way round this time after he was, yes. you, know, you know, he was ridden on one rain at at, um, at Lingfield last time out. But it, again, it wouldn't be a race I wanted to get particularly involved with. 
Um, I thought, God, your dreams did well to pick up song for someone last time out. But it's again, it's you know, it, it shows you, you know, if you know some of these are going to turn up in the champion hurdle and they've got absolutely no chance, they get absolutely bumped in that. Yeah. I was tempted yeah. to, to put song for someone up actually, uh, Lee. Uh, just, yeah. just, just the price put me off a little bit. Um, being to, around two to one, I just, I just think it's going to be, it's going to be run to suit, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Great, What's that, John? I think he'll win some. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's. I mean, he's six pound better off. We guard, guard, guard your dreams. Yeah. So, so it all yeah. it all points to a song for someone win. But mm. I think I, I might just wait for him running. When no, you're right. Yeah, you can see Global Citizen and Gosh and going being ten clear to out and and Coleman riding for all his life, can't yeah. you? <laughs> you just want um, a bit more I'm, juice in the ground, I think, just so they don't get too far get away. You know. Yeah. Um, we go to the 220, which is the Virgin Bet Silly Isles, and I'll set this one out because obviously I've, I've already uh, said what said what I've got to say. Um, you chaps can can fire away. I, I agree with you. Well, I think it's a match, and I'd, I'd probably jump on the pumpkin one after we read the stats that say they're not entirely dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> on, well, it's on, it's only my observations at Wincanton, etc. But yeah. Yeah, I've got. I've not got much to add, to be honest. I mean, the others are, are quite nice horses in their own right, um, but uh, they've got loads to find <laughs> on the numbers, haven't they? I mean, you, you can't crab the fact that this this is what you want. You could have ended up with a match with the other, with the three of them due to receive a, uh, a stone or more if it was a handicap, you know. So uh, having complained about that sort of thing in, in the past, I mean, it's quite good to see them showing up when they've got the, the bang up against it. I mean, you know. It's, it's a it's a big race 45k isn't it you know so why not try and pick up some some prize money but it, it does look like a match I, I've, I've seen pick dory physically i'm not that taken by it as a chase to be honestly um no, no but, wait it has been on the deck i mean i mean i mean it's mm. two from three would have been three from three it's just got a big engine yes there's, it has. There's a very, no, very large engine in there. Mm. um and I think that can get if if you're in your rhythm at Sandown, and like I said, long press. If that's going out to the left, like yeah, anyone watch Ascot, just watch Ascot, mm. and you'll see yourself. It's badly to the left as well, real bad, and he still managed to win. <laughs> but but yeah, obviously it's had nothing to beat. Legends ride, Gordon Elliott's fell early, pencil full yeah. of lead. So so long, fair, if you yeah. if you're taking four to five long press. At least you, uh, there's four to five shots every day that you can say this will just set off, make yeah. all, yeah. pack up. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, yeah. It's not a belly this, just, um, just, 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 I, I don't really, I don't, I don't read about um, what trainers are aiming the horses at. Is this going to the festival? Long press. Um, I'm not sure. I've not. I've not. Uh, we're, we're we're hashtag the road to Doncaster. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just wonder why. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a. I just wonder if this is a goal that they, you know what I mean? Or or is it just, oh, we can probably try going this way again and, tr- and try and nab the 45k on the way to, back to Cheltenham sort of thing. You I know think what that's I mean? what it try is. And, I try do and th- get away I do. with it rather than yeah. you know, it being a big target, yeah. I don't think that's what it is. I think yeah. it's, a good, it's a good prize. They know they're going to be a short price to win it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, even if they jump left-handed, they, they've, you know, they still might win. Yeah. Uh, like you say, if, if Nichols is dead. Um, then, apparently, um, apparently, the plan is to to go to one of the novice chases with long press, and Pick Doherty is going to Aintree. So that's yeah. the, those are those are those are the plans. The one I'd be interested in keeping an eye on is is Mr. Coffee for um, as long as it doesn't screw the handicap mark up, which I don't think he can any. It shouldn't get too close to these uh, these, and the handicap is usually fairly lenient in races like this these days. They have uh, license to be so. He'd be interested for something like the plate for Cheltenham, if he's yeah. well enough here. He's got plenty of ability. Just, just mm. want. I, I think he wants a kind of race that falls apart. I, I'm fancying that for Cheltenham actually. You know, race with plenty of pace on it. Yeah, yeah. Thought that would be up his um, up his street. So I'd be interested to see how he runs tomorrow. But I would again. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be playing in the race. No, um, no. I, can't, I can't. Yeah. Not. Yeah. I'm not a okay. massive fan of the horse. It looks a bit of a mentalist to me. Two fifty-five. <laughs> we love it. Um, we do. Um, Two fifty-five. Sound down. Uh, it's the Virgin Bet Heroes handicap hurdle. Andy Richmond has already got a strong bet. 
Yeah. Um, in this race in Burport, and I agree with him. Um, uh, I think I think it's gone out. I think it's got good claims. Uh, Rioja, I think, will improve the trip. I think Green Book is also I really like. I'll be winning off bigger than 130. It's it, uh, Born Patriots, a very interesting Irish challenger. It sets up for a fascinating ra- race, gents. Adam mm. and John, what do you think? Well, John's tipped uh, Ask Dylan, isn't he? So, um, well, yeah, as I, well. I, 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 I suppose, yeah, you've got to put John. No one puts John no, in the need... corner. <laughs> <laughs> Little Johnny, uh, go on, Johnny. Any further, anything further to add, John? No, not a thing. No, not a thing. <laughs> I mean, Adam, Adam, yeah, it's, it's left to me. I did have yeah. a good look through this actually, um, but didn't really come to any strong conclusions. I thought Bo Park was Bo Paul was uh, and it's made a good case, uh, which I agree. I, the ground would be a concern, I think, but the, <clears> the trip might, um help him overcome that and I thought Born Patriot was being like he's already qualified for the per temp so I thought he, he, he might just be having a look with um, Brogan riding for the first time I can see him pottering around the back making some late headway um, and Jesuitique who's got form with Beauport he has uh, got some ground to make up on at the weight but he's just the type yeah. to um, to improve another chunk for the doctor so I think the market. I think the market is pretty good on this. I think. I think. I think yeah. it's, the, the the right ones are at the top end. Yeah, and I, I'm yeah. very interested. To Call me Lord. I do think if they go, mm. if they do go a good pace, and struggle at three miles personally. Um, shape well in the land. With the extra places, I think they call me. Look, if you're going to back Call Me Lord, you know, try and take all the extra places you can. I mean, his, his sand down form reads pretty well it's uh one one two one three three one two three so he's um he certainly likes the place and he is pretty well handicapped be cantering turning handy you'd think wouldn't you be cantering yeah. you'd think and then hopefully the petrol gauge will run out because <laughs> bear, bear in mind it was a steadily steadily run lanzarote and and he and he did very well to he was the best of the hold up horses mm. I, I championed up up for parole the other week because he, he he ran well uh held up but that call me Lord was also held up and did best of the held up. So call me Lord, you can see is very well handicapped, sir, but probably a more of a coral cup, maybe selection of a two, five rather than the, the, the three mile over a testing sand down run. But who knows? Anyway, three thirty. Virgin bet masters handicap chase. Farinay heads the market with five star getaway four to one joints and Lindley King. It's a tough race. No one can even work out the favorite in this chaps. Any thoughts? I think I've got, I've got a bit of a snaky one in this. Um, Go on. Rail stale. Now, from the dead, or maybe not dead yard of Paul Nichols. Um, the, the horse isn't in great form. <laughs> but I, I, have, I have sort of got the impression that this season he's, he's been brought along with the spring in mind. And I take heart from Nichols' comments in the post tonight, where he says he's been out of form for a while, but he slipped to a nice mark, and we're hoping he can find his form for the spring. The decent ground at Sandown will be a plus. I also think so. The kid's taking five off. We dealt with a very workable 140 net. Um, While I would respect the Renatia horse very much, because I think that's got improvement in it for the trip, probably. I think real still quite sporting at 16-1 each way. Okay, interesting. No, it's a fair shout because, it's it, again, it's one of those races where you can, it's open mm. purely, purely because nothing comes there with um, obvious claims. I nearly tipped up five-star getaway. I can't, I can't that's, the one, that's the one I like, Adam. Yeah, he was entered in the Skybet Chase, which yeah. I, I, I thought I'm, I was surprised they, they bypassed that. Um, so this looks a lot easier. I just thought it was a bit skinny for me. Uh, front of the market. Um, form, the form's worked out quite well. That, that form, yeah, the second one, the second that worked out quite yeah. well, hasn't it? And you know, he ran well in a grade two at Haydock, um, five star getaway as one at Sandown. Just to go back to John's horse, all his all right, real steals wins have been right handed. So there is a, a modicum of hope there for that one. I think it's worth a quick mention for Disha Arbor as well, who's I think uh, I've not got the stats yet. Has it won this race three times? Yeah, it's won the last two. It's won the last two. He, he won. He, he won it when it was formerly known as the Gainsborough Chase. This. Yeah. Yeah. Then he wasn't beaten far at London National early December. 
And so he's won this race twice. Uh, was yeah. was touched off early in the season, so uh, he will be backed. Um, he, I don't know what happened at Chepstow. I, I thought he'd go close, but he was. Well, he was. He was, um, he was pulled up in that race. He was pulled up in the same race the year before as well. Beat him So so he could just be a stand down yeah. horse. But I do think he wants it uh, soft, softish. So mm. if it is if it is a lie on the lively side of good to soft, I think something like five star ghetto will have a bit more toe. Um, but um, it's quite interesting. Race. I will also almost certainly be getting having bets in this race, but I've, I've not quite figured out <laughs> which ones. Yeah, I, like these, I do like these kind of races. That I'll I'll figure it out with about ninety seconds to go, which is what usually happens. Yeah, two thirty Weatherby to the Turton Novices Chase. Uh, obviously, I'll I'll sit this one out. Obviously, I've tipped Sam Palais. Any any thoughts on this, chaps? I like you. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> I saw him there. I think. <laughs> but, and we move on. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, yeah, no. I totally yeah, respect, yeah. totally respect your, um, yeah. your write up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the allowances, etc. Right, so we'll move on to uh, Musselburgh tomorrow. They've even had to cop for the daft race times at some point tomorrow. Poor Musselburgh, a main card copping for crap race times. Um, but we go to the 205. It's the veterans handicap chase up there for the Scottish Warriors. Um, and uh, heading in, <laughs> in the field, uh, that can't be, can it? Oh, no, it's Ian Jardine. The cool mix is heading the market at the moment around the three to one mark. Glenn Forzer, I'm sure you've tipped that, John, before. Glenn Forzer. Yeah, it run like a piece of shit the day I backed uh, to Newcastle. <laughs> and then, then sort of bounced straight back to farm immediately afterwards, as you'd expect with this jump season, the way it's going. I, th- I think it's one of few in this race that might have a couple of good days ahead of him. If I had to have a bet, I'd probably row in with that one again, but I'm sick of the sight of the arse, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, how I saw it was... I think it depends how the uh, the old uh, the old race uh, the, the the weather pans out because uh, there there, are, there is a lot of rain forecast heavy rain from around uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow. Now we know they get this wrong, and that's a shame because if, if they they hadn't been, I w- this would have been on my list. Psychedelic rock, uh, Ian Williams has, needs good ground um, and. I think it's off a nice mark of 125, but I can't I, I can't recommend anyone backing it because obviously if it if it hoins it down, um, you know it's going to be no good on on, on ground softer than good. So so uh, chat Adam. Uh, Andy, yeah no all right. Andy, have you got anything? Uh, not nothing. I'd be going over all about. I thought Calypso Colonge is quite a, a a reasonable one at the towards the head of the market. Uh, cool mix. I always like to see um, Dave Armstrong's horses winning. He had a nice treble at uh, Newcastle during the week. Uh, I know Dave pretty well, um, so it's always nice to see his. I think his bumper horse that won there in the week was, um, was a particularly nice animal, actually. But no, I mean, my usual angle into these sorts of um, veterans races is um, find the 10-year-olds, but there's too many of the buggers in this, so... Um, yeah. I think if somebody said to me what's going to go off in front, I'm pretty sure it'll be Valadon. Um, but whether at 13 he can stay out in front now is a is another matter. If you really force me, I think probably Calypso Colonge. But again, it's like we're saying, there's loads of racing on. But you know, to find a real cast, something you really cast iron in. <sighs> I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, go- I wasn't going overboard about this. I really liked uh, Cool Mix actually. Um, yeah. Um, he's super consistent and 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 uh, hasn't really got um, the, uh, the props that he's, he deserves. If you look at his numbers, just he runs very to sim- very similar figures. He's dropped down to his last winning mark, which was admittedly uh, first running eight, event, his first running of eight months ago. Me, so. First running yeah. of bets. Um, I like Alan Doyle, the kid on yeah. board. Looks very tidy. I do. Um, yeah. 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 And I don't like any. I, I don't like Valadon. I don't like Broken Quest jumping. I don't like Brotherly Company and Boys on Tour are just low grade mints. Um, Glenn <laughs> Glenn Forza uh, again. You know, he's, how many chances do you give it? Calypso Colonge is slow. I just think Cool Mix will get a nice lead up. And um, Trip, as they say, ground is probably important. Although he does he does act on soft dish. 
but um, the, the, yeah, the problem is he's three to one. If he was sort of nine to two or something like that, then um, it, it'd be a bet. But uh, and it, you know, it, does, it doesn't win that often. But as I say, he's, he's he's so consistent. He was fourth in fifth in the Scottish National. Mm. Um, you know, he was fourth behind I Wright and um, Good Boy Bobby, which is brilliant form in the rehearsal. Not beating a million miles. You know that 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 form's way better than than the rest of this stuff. So um, I'll, I'll probably end up backing him to be honest, whatever the price. <laughs> Good stuff, lads. Um, we move on to the the, uh, the Scottish County Handicap Hurdle. Uh, Dear Cleishan, I thought was interesting here, uh, in that it's a, a stable switch from Balding. Always look well handicapped, sort, sort of hundred and twenties. There's been a lot of money for Dear Cleishan overnight uh, yeah, so far. Well, yeah, um, I mean, this is an interesting runner. Uh, thought on this chap? That was the one I liked. Actually, when yeah. I, can, I can see, I can see the case for it. Um, the one I quite liked was the one down the bottom, socialist agenda. I thought that was fairly unexposed as well. Ute likes to run prominently, which was we know around Musselburgh usually works well. I didn't think it was that badly handicap of one one eight as well. Um, it's got a little bit of pace about it. I do like the train, Laura Morgan. Um, Thought of 10 stone five that had a chance in a race where it's a bit like the previous race, really, wouldn't it? You can give a fair few a chance. I wasn't particularly keen on Wild Max, though highly prized. I can see the case for Diocletian, especially off the back of a wind up. But if he, in a small play, would be socialist agenda. I think he's off a lightweight and the, the, um, the run style will suit. Good stuff. Okay. Um, Adam, anything to add to that? Not, not really. I thought it was tricky. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Andy. So, actually, I thought socialist agenda is the one with um, a, a nice progressive profile. Okay, we'll move on to the three forty-five, which is the uh, Edinburgh National, and uh, I'm quite surprised actually to see the money for the Wolf um, <laughs> at the moment into sort of around two to one, nine to four. Um, I'm quite surprised. Maybe, maybe it is the Nichols factor Highland Hunter five to two with the with Denise Kurtz. Um, you know, as much as you, as much as you can get on, all six quid. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, five to two there. Island Islanders seems weak on the markets, which I'm surprised at. It's it's a solid one on the book. I thought step back would be a nice little trade, but there's money for that also. That's now eight to one. I thought step back would go from the front under Bradstock's daughter, um, and 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 run loose for a while and be a good trading opportunity for people but what's your thoughts on the the uh the rather cut up now um uh sort of scottish uh, national <laughs> whatever you call it edinburgh national i think would you if if uh pick dory and dolos run badly would you would that put you off highland hunter later on in the day yes yeah. yes it would yeah so uh, you I then think, Mm. Yeah, a, a decent. I mean, it w- wouldn't be the worst thing to lay the wolf and Highland Hunter for uh, yeah odds on the you know coupled. The wolf, the wolf, the wolf is is no. It's not. It's not. It's not a horse that I'll ever be backing. You know, no. constantly makes mistakes. Looks like a well a hound. Um, uh, just <laughs> ju- just sorry, but uh, yeah. Um, no, no, it's just not for me at all. Um, no, I mean, why is Mighty Thunder such a big price? I just, I don't really get that. It's, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, exactly, yeah. You, you, like, you can forgive any horse for getting lost around Chepstow uh, in the slop, you know. Um, he's high enough in the weights, having done all that, mm-hmm. all, all that he did last season. But he, he, you know, <laughs> you're not going to have to improve on what you've already done to win this, are you? You know, no. So Captain Catty stocks as soft as anything. Step, mm. I mean, step back to twelve. And is Lily Bradstock any good? I, I, you know, she's not got. But that she, she's a, she's she's okay. She's she's balanced from what I've seen. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm not I'm not. I don't want to. Yeah, but if you're if you're up against Tom Skew from two out, oh, yeah. who's he money trouble. on? It's it's no offers, is it? You know, you're 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 in trouble in a in a head. Yeah. I can see myself going in on Mighty Thunder here, definitely, especially if the rain stays away. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay, Doug. Um, Man, you, I mean, Edinburgh National, if that's a national, I'm a fucking concert pianist. Love it, son. Play it. I'm a soprano. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. So many um, nationals. We'll, we'll move on to um, 
Ireland now, and we'll cover we'll cover the the main races on Saturday in Ireland, and then what we'll do is to to round the show off in a, in an adequate time. We'll just cover any other business for Sunday from each contributor. What are your best things? And it's probably saved time going through each race. So um, we shall look at the, the three main races in Ireland tomorrow, which starts off at the one thirty five. It's the juvenile hurdle, Grade One. Uh, event and uh, I, I believe it's uh, Fieldor and Verban head the market. Chaps, any thoughts here? It's fascinating, isn't it? Mm. I don't think you've won a bet. Well, I, I, I originally come to a conclusion that Verban, but I don't like drifters at this meeting for, for simple reasons that, you, you, as I've said before, you don't know what's going <laughs> to. Yeah, but well, you you don't know what's fully tuned up and what in. Um, and Verban, I reckon there were some long faces there when that got beat by Pied Piper at Punchestown. Now, he missed the last outage, Verban, and he was coming back at Pied Piper at the line and went past past Pied Piper after the after the bend. So, to me, Verban, everyone raised about Pied Piper saying, well, what a performance at Cheltenham. But Verban would have beaten this had it not missed the last. Mm. So... You know, are we are we saying that this should be second favourite to Fieldor? I don't know. It's, 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 it is a tricky one, and I, I I've decided to sit it out. But I'd be interested to hear you 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 chaps' thoughts. Too tricky for me. I work and say what wins and take it into account for one of our extensive Cheltenham preview shows. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so that that's where I stand on that. Andy, Adam, nothing to add. Uh, I. I thought that I wouldn't be too quick to write off a of Kerry Allen, to be honest with you. Yes. That looks overpriced. In, in Just in pure pricing terms, it looks overpriced. You know, you can't eat value and all that, but um, it looks overpriced in relation to Vorban and Phil Dore. I think it's one of those, they almost, I wouldn't, I hesitate to say it's forgotten, but um, I wouldn't leave that one out of the equation um, with... Uh, uh, you know, I'd hesitate to back it each way, but I wouldn't mind throwing a couple of quid at it if it got to sort well, of seven, eight to one. Travelled up very well on debut and, yeah. and did it nicely. Um, I, I yes, I did back it myself. I was quite impressed with it. But yeah, so uh, anything for you, Adam, in this? Uh, no, no, mate, no, no. So we go to the um, the two ten, which is the Irish Arkle, and and I'm I'm in the Riviera de Tel camp because. Again, I, I touch on this mayor's allowances thing. We've touched on this on the show before, and I do believe it's it's a little bit unfair. I think in Grade Ones for mayors to be getting getting weight um, off off the male counterparts. I, I genuinely genuinely believe that because because honeysuckle doesn't need three pounds. Um, you know, Riviera de Tel doesn't need five pounds. Um, it, it, and I just think for that reason, I just think Riviera de Tell because it's the best form with Fernie Hollow last time um, in the race. So I, I just thought that would be my choice in the race. Uh, thoughts, chaps? Couldn't have a lot to that, really. No. Um, I, I, there's one other interesting one in here that Halt en Couleurs. Um, really, genuinely don't know which race it's going to go for at. Um, at Cheltenham, but I think it's got a chance. Whichever race it goes for, it's in it's in several. There's, there's lots of horses are, but I wouldn't write that one off. And there's it it's been back this evening as well. Um, I wouldn't write that one off. Again, it's a race I'm, I'm happy to sit and watch. But um, Hall on Colours um, interests me for uh, the Cheltenham engagement about what happens here. Interesting stuff. Adam, anything to add? I think it's just a race of opinions, isn't it? It depends on what, what, what you've seen so far, what, what you've liked yeah. and what, what you haven't, you know. As I say, it doesn't look a brilliant betting medium, but... Um, no. Mm. 3.15, which is the Paddy Power Irish Gold Cup, which is their, obviously, feature race on their card. Um, I'm a big Ken Boy fan, simply because of his course record here. I mean, he, he, he does enjoy it here. He does really well. Um, Delta work has beaten him on a couple of occasions in the past. He gets the cheap pieces on. So for value seekers, 10 to 1 might appeal to you. Uh, I didn't think Minello Indo's in any form. I'd be against Frodon. Asteri and Falange looked very tired at the last at Kempton, I felt, when it fell. And um, 
Kemboy, I thought, ran a nice prep um, last time. And has the form. Everything's in the book. I know it's obvious, but 100 to 30, I thought was very fair. I, I thought if, if, if you're having a bet in the race, what, 100 to 30 is very fair. It has the best chance of winning. And um, Kemboy, he likes the track. So that's that's where I was. Thoughts, chaps? I, th- I think the weakness in the market of Manila Indo tells its own story about where they think they are with that horse at the moment. Well, they put the pieces on at Kempton and they, they said it was the track, but I, well, I think... But the pieces didn't sell. Everything points to the Gold Cup having bottomed that arse at the minute. Absolutely. Yeah, possibly, possibly. That doesn't look the strongest Irish Gold Cup that's ever been run. No. I'd, say, yeah. I'd probably lay Frodo on it or um, lay it in the two-place market or something. I, yeah. I'd be. I agree with Lee. I think Kenboy track record. I think 100 to 30 is pretty fair actually. It's not really my sort of price, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up going off sort of five to two, something like that. Especially with the weakness of Minella Endo. The steering for Lons will he stand up and he's and again he's going left-handed. I'm not sure that's the right way round for it. Um, if I could see one to shock, it might be Janadil, but um, um, Frodon, well, you know, <laughs> you can't fault the horse, but, um, I, you know, I just can't. Uh, Kenboy would be the one for me. Okay, okay. Um, so, so now we go to Sunday, uh, which is covering the, 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 the Leopard Sound. And I think what we'll do is any other business chap. So I will go to each of you for your sort of peak business on the Sunday. If you've got any, like, really interesting theories and thoughts, um, let's hear them. Um, so I'll, I'll start with you, Adam, uh, individually. What what are your thoughts on Sunday, if, you, if you've seen anything good? Uh, I, I did look at Musselburgh. It's it's not a bad little card. Um, there's a nice horse of uh, Donald McCain's running called Since Day One, who uh, impressed me um, physically and in the manner of his victory. Uh, at Newcastle last time he's running in a Supreme Novices Hurdle Trial um, <laughs> which doesn't look much like one to me but um, he's only got a run to probably 125 to win uh, he's currently 9-4 to four, and again it could turn into a match socialist agenda's entered there so he probably won't run um, it's just a really nice horse that is worth watching even if it's too short to back um, what else was there um, not much to be honest. Again, it's 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 quite hard to find anything with that's got some juice in the price. To be honest, that I fancy everything seems to be priced accordingly. There's a horse called the Big Galloper, one of Charles Burns's, um, a horse that landed a massive gamble quite some time ago. Now I think he likes soft. If it does turn turn wet at, at Musselburgh over the weekend, where Adam Wedge is riding. Um, and he's running in a per temps uh, qualifier um, of 122 down in the down the bottom of the handicap. So it's, it's a good race though, actually. But I, it wouldn't at all surprise me if the, if if it did rain, and it'll be, be punted from the price it is now, which is around eight to one, I think. That's and the um, that's the only race it's ever won, Adam. That race at yeah. Common where it got punted off the punted off the board. Yeah, but, well, yeah. I, I missed it that day. I'd I'd seen it run over here, not off. Uh, I think three times. Yeah, massive not off, but lovely horse. Yeah, you know, named suitably named because that's what he is. Mm. Uh, and he's he's unexposed over three miles completely. Um, it was stamina that got that won the day at Ross Common when it. Well, I can't believe it's two and a half years ago, but anyway, there you go. Mm. Um, but you know, uh, there. You know that they'll be he'll be trained again for to win on one particular day, whether it's tomorrow, uh, Sunday, who knows? But um, he's not done much in between. But um, he'll be well handicapped when he uh, cool. when the time's right. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. If, if the if the money comes. Um, so Adam, is that you finished for Sunday? That's me, mate. That's that's me, mate. Okay, Andy, I'll come to you for your best thoughts on Sunday. Uh, again, like Muscle, the same same thoughts as Adam. Really, I, I said that big galloper was interesting. In the same race, Brawson, which they had a chance to run under a penalty uh, and declined the chance to run under that. So they obviously think he's quite well handicapped still. Uh, Martin Keithley's horse with Sean Bowen on the excellent Sean Bowen on board, uh, and I'm sure on Sunday the. Uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing uh, the uh, the selfie stick and the uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, the uh, out uh, from uh, the 
our friend who loves to use that um, because there's loads of short ones at uh, over at Leopardstown, Gallop under Chiam, Chacan Poursoir, Honey Sacks and Sir Gerhard. Well, you probably get the four, probably get the four timer up there, couldn't you, from the blogger? Um, so that'll be on that'll be on somewhere uh, coming to a bookmaker near you. I've already looked at that 225 where I've stuck up the uh, uh, stuck up one there in Birchdale. I mean, there's some other interesting horses in that race, the Shunter, Blackbow, Max Flamingo. Um, it was just a bit of a punt, that race, really. Um, Sunday's racing looks very much like Saturday's. Um, lots of racing, not very many betting angles, but an interesting watch. Uh, and I think if you can sit on, the more you can sit on your hands this weekend uh, and watch and take in what happens, probably the better rather than getting involved. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair shout. Um Thank you, Andy. Um, John, get anything? Let's get involved. Get stuck yeah, in. Get, get, get stuck in. Get no, stuck no. In. Okay. You don't want to get that single customer view and all those people asking for your bank statements for the last 67 years, do you? Absolutely. Men uh, like men, uh, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Chess out. Chess <laughs> puffed out. John Lang. John Lang's going to sort it now. They can ask for my bank statements. If I look at them, they'll probably send me some fucking money. <laughs> Brilliant, John. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to lay on the set here watching a shit western till 3.32. Then, of course, I'll pause it. Um, I'll have had the fire on all afternoon as well, so I'll need to win a 1,000 quid to pay for it. And I'll back very straight life in the novice. I'm going to say John loves three-strike life. I know he does. Um, that's why I, I, I tipped it open for a bastard special. Uh, my thoughts, Sunday, briefly, Galloping Des Champs. Obviously, that would be part of the blogger action. Um, it was the best chasing debut I've ever seen from a horse in my entire life. I haven't seen one uh, jump like that ever on its chasing debut. I was so impressed with it. So I'm excited to see it. Uh, obviously not a betting opportunity. Um, I've mentioned Three Stripe Life. Two at Musselburgh that I thought you might find interesting. In the 132 race, uh, in a Tendu from the John McConnell yard, very interesting. She cost 100000 bought by the Aylmer Stud, who obviously own also William Mullins and, and class horses as well. She ran four times in French bumpers. And uh, while she acquitted herself well, she, for me, stuck her head down really nice. I watched her on France Gallop. Um, 12 furlongs on the levels, not her barrow. I think she's going to be a different beast uh, over hurdles and beyond, maybe further in time. I thought a very interesting purchase, uh, uh, this one. And I like the fact that John McConnell is a very shrewd operator. Mm. He's gone, get the Philly, Philly's allowance, get the Philly's allowance in, so you get the seven pounds before you even start to win it to win a nice prize. So I thought in a tondu, uh, in the 132 at Musselburgh at prices was interesting. Um, and in the 3.15, the Mouse Doctor, I thought was interesting, given that he was second to pay the Piper off five pounds higher two starts ago. Um, I, I, I find it perplexing why they've dropped him five, because I know that was a steadily run affair, and he might have been a, a tad flattered, but he showed he got the class to sort of run with pay, pay the Piper on the running. And I did think that that was interesting in a weakish-looking uh, handicap, really, for the money. Uh, the Mouse Doctor, for me, I thought, could run well uh, off, off, off rather nice mark and that's about it so anything else to add chaps i'm just looking forward to uh, the sunday sermon to do your ad for you uh, and john, <laughs> and, john <laughs> and john spontaneously combusting yep it's gonna it's gonna be an absolute uh, devil's spawn um <laughs> on, on sunday so I hope you enjoyed this show. Me, Andy, Adam, uh, John certainly did. And we'll be back on Sunday for some more hammer time. That's all from us. Bye for now. <laughs>